Shalom, Reverend John Farad here. Sometime between 24 to 30 AD, Jesus is in the temple courts. You can read this in John chapter 5. And he says something that I think is one of the most important verses in the entire Bible. It's a John 5, 39. And he basically says scripture, maybe implying all scripture, testifies of him. Now, certainly, the Bible, and especially the New Testament, was certainly meant to be understood by the Jewish people in Jesus' day. And so for them, when they hear Jesus talking about Scripture, they know exactly what he meant. The Old Testament. And I don't like to call it the Old Testament. I call it the Hebrew Scriptures. So Jesus is saying in the Hebrew Scriptures, the text testifies of him. Now, it just so happens next Monday, starting at sundown, is going to be the Jewish feast of Purim. And we know it's all a story about Esther. Now, it starts on Monday at sundown and ends on Tuesday at sundown. And if Jesus, whose God says that all scripture testifies of him, the question then is, how does the book of Esther testify of Jesus? You guys, when you study the book of Esther, it doesn't even use the word God or Yahweh, his name, which is normally in our Bible as the word Lord. So how does it testify of Yeshua? How does it testify of the Messiah? Now, the book of Esther begins this way. So in Esther chapter 1, we read, Now it took place in the days of Ahasuerus, the Ahasuerus who reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. Now, Ahasuerus is Xerxes, Xerxes the Great, the son of Darius. So in those days, you could say King Xerxes sat on his royal throne, which was in the citadel in Susa. In the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his princes and attendants the army officers of Persia and Media, the nobles and the princes of his provinces being in the province. And he displayed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor of the great majesty, or of his great majesty, for many days, for 180 days. When these days were completed, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days for all the people who were present at the citadel in Susa from the greatest to the least, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. So come with me now. I'd like to take you to the ancient biblical city of Susa in Iran. It's now called Shush. And here in Shush, the ancient city of Susa, we find the remains of the amazing palace of Xerxes. There's a model. You're looking at it right now. And an old Persian was called the Apadana. And here's another part of that model that shows the awesome insides of that palace. And this, this is where Esther came and came before the king. And we read about this in Esther, starting in chapter 4. 
starting in verse 15, then Esther did, and, and then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go assemble all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maidens also will fast in the same way. And thus I will go to the king, which is not according to the law. She could be executed for what she's about to do. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and did just as Esther had commanded him. And remember, prior to this, Mordecai was telling Esther in that very famous verse back here in um, verse 14 of chapter 4. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Now, continuing on in chapter 5, now it came about on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's rooms. And the king was sitting on his royal throne in the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace. And so behind me is a model of that palace, the Apadana, in, like we said in old Persian. And could it be that indeed Esther was put in that position of royalty for that time? That time when she went against Haman and saved all Israel from annihilation. All Israel from genocide. Now just north of the modern Iranian city of Shush, which is actually Susa, the biblical site of Susa, just north of there, there is a so-called tomb of Esther and Mordecai, and you're looking at it right here. And the Iranian Jews, if there are any left at our current time, this is a major pilgrimage site for them in Iran. It's not located in Shush or ancient Susa. It's north of this area. And what we're looking at is the ancient door, the ancient door that actually led into the mausoleum or the burial chamber. And here you can see in the burial chamber, the traditional place of the burial chamber, that indeed you can see where the bodies of Esther and Mordecai supposedly were laid to rest. Now, Purim is a Jewish feast. It starts this Monday at sundown, and it ends Tuesday at sundown. And so for Christians, again, we ask, how does the book of Esther testify of Jesus? Jesus said it. All scripture testifies of him. The book of Esther is part of the Bible. This is scripture. This is part of the Hebrew text. So how does the text of the book of Esther testify of Jesus? How are Jesus and the book of Esther connected? Now you're going to see or hear many different opinions and many different ideas from people in terms of all the different speculation that there is of how is Jesus in the book of Esther? 
And I mean, in the book of Esther, they don't even mention the word God. But there is a small fact. There's a word, one word in the entire book of Esther that God inspires the writer of the book of Esther to actually in, include it in the text. One word. Now, we probably easily miss it, but God put it there. And we ask the question, why? And when we understand that word, I have to suggest to you that this small word, this small fact, explodes with meaning. And it really shows us how the book of Esther testifies of Jesus. And it does it. And it does it in such an unexpected way. You will be amazed. Now, there's a video podcast that I did on this. And it's easily found. So you go to the website, www.lightofmenorah.org. And again, Light of Menorah is basically treated as all one word, no spaces. Menorah is spelled M-E-N-O-R-A-H. And when you're there at the website, you're going to be at the homepage and you're going to see a number of things that you can choose, a number of options that you can choose at the top of the page. One of them is other resources. Click on other resources. And when you click on that, then click on podcast playlists. When you do that, all of the playlists, which includes all the videos and all the audio that I have done in the past three years, they're, they're right there. And one of them is on the Feast of Purim. That's the one that you want to choose. So look for that one, click on the word, and it will take you to our YouTube channel. And there you'll see um, two lessons. One is called Lesson 14. The other one is Lesson 15. The one that you want is Lesson 15. You can listen to Lesson 14 as well. But Lesson 15 is the one that specifically deals with how the book of Esther testifies of Jesus. So check it out. Come and see how the Feast of Purim testifies of the Messiah. How the book of Esther testifies of Jesus. How it testifies of Jesus from the first verse of the Bible, Genesis 1-1, to the last verse of the Bible, Revelation 22-21. I hope you enjoy the video on Purim, and that may you be blessed to indeed see that Jesus' words are absolutely true. All scripture testifies of him, including the book of Esther. Shalom.